But what it's done is also opens up this whole world of how we can better support our communities in ways that will essentially future-proof how we build communities and sustain them in the future. You're listening to Create Community, and I'm your host, Marsha Drucker. On this podcast, we're exploring the human side of community. I'm chatting with some amazing community builders to define what community truly means. The inspiration for this podcast came to me a year ago. Together, Origins Media House and I pre-recorded and produced seven amazing episodes around community. Then a pandemic hit. It made the topic of community even more relevant. All of us are seeking connection, but especially in these times. I think we can all agree that it's now more critical than ever to maintain a sense of community and support. In this special quarantine edition episode, I'm interviewing guests from different parts of the world to learn how they're currently creating and maintaining their sense of community during these unprecedented times. Unlike our earlier studio quality episodes, this was recorded in the conditions we're living in now. I'm currently isolating at home and so are all of my guests. I hope that you can excuse the sound quality and enjoy the content. So with that, let's jump right into it. Joining me first is Tracy Capiello, a community program manager at Google. We chat about her role at work and some creative ways that she's created virtual communities for her friends. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to talk about community, my favorite topic in the entire world next to Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Me too, actually. So let's start off with a really quick introduction of yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are in the world. Sure. So um, I'm Tracy Capiello. I am coming to you live from my apartment in Brooklyn, New York. I'm a New York resident. I live five blocks from where I grew up. Professionally, I am a program manager at Google working on the Local Guides community, which is a global community of over 120 million people who contribute really great information on maps. And then personally, I've just been someone who's been involved with the community since I was at least 16 years old and consider myself a veteran in the industry. So... (laughs) So now is definitely a very interesting time to be a community veteran and to be somebody that works in community. Tell me a little bit more about how this COVID-19 situation is affecting your role and also you personally. I think one of the things that, you know, COVID-19 has made us all be a bit more sensitive in how we're communicating. I don't know how it is where you are, but even here in the streets, people are much friendlier, even if you're crossing. There's just more warmth and kindness, I think, being demonstrated. So that has been something that has been really amplified professionally for me in the kind of conversations our community members are things that we're doing to help them enable those virtual connections have been really phenomenal. So it's definitely impacted us in that we have to use more care and communication. But what it's done is also opens up this whole world of how we can better support our communities in ways that will essentially future-proof how we build communities and sustain them in the future. So I think it's been really phenomenal just to see how it's changing. I love the positive spin on that. How have you been maintaining your personal sense of community throughout all these crazy times? Yeah, that's definitely a a big uh, factor. So not going to lie, the first week, I just worked really long hours. I manage a team that's a pretty large team that's remote. So there are several hours ahead of me. And so for me, I was just kind of working all different hours as we kind of found our bearings. So that was something that was like, whoa, I'm going to need to set some boundaries here. But with that also came a lot of friends being like, I'm bored. What do we do? So long story short, now I'm on week 
four is at home, but week three of hosting virtual hangouts or virtual social activities four out of seven nights of the week. And to be honest, I'm sometimes I'm attending more than one of those because my friends are now hosting them, inviting me. But each week there's at least one trivia night, one virtual beer tasting. I have a really <laughs> large group of friends who are beer tasters. And side note, that also is a great way to support local breweries. Who 100%. Right yeah. So there's like the feel good elements of it. And we did coloring this week. Juliana, you know, uh, hosted trivia for How I Met Your Mother. I have Harry Potter trivia tonight. I attended someone else's self-care hangout and how am I maintaining the sense of community? Just continuing to offer activities for my friends in a more regimented manner and having these themes that really get a group of up to almost 50 people aligned. So it's just been really cool connecting people. And I think my favorite thing is that I get to like geek out over Harry Potter with fellow Harry Potter fans, but it's those conversations that are happening before, during, and after the themed activities. I leave every hangout feeling really proud of the friends, Oof, getting emotional and the connections that we're making even at this time. So it's been, it's been really heartwarming. Oh, that's so sweet. Tracy, I love how you're creating these incredible like creative themes for these hangouts. I think a lot of people right now, everybody's hopping on these Zoom calls or house party or hangouts. But a lot of the time it's just kind of like, here's the time we're meeting, we'll just chat and we'll see what happens. I love that you're actually shaping these experiences for people and you're creating these fun and quirky themes. Such a great idea. I absolutely love it. Do you have any advice for people that want to kind of like start implementing some of these ideas for for their own friend groups? How can they get started? Oh my gosh, yes, definitely. So it's been really great that friends are getting involved too and they're hosting their own meetups. But my tips for someone who does want to participate would be to pick a topic that's really authentic for you. Did you binge watch Tiger King? Cool. You know, do a Tiger King bingo or conversation. You know, do you have a favorite movie? Do you have a favorite activity like beer, wine tasting? Or if you're like many people who are kind of feeling like, hey, we're, we're drinking a bit of alcohol lately, do something else, color. Just find something that's really authentic to you. And if you really need to feel super productive, you know, take a look at your bookshelf. Is there like a book club that you can start? You know, have you been wanting to do puzzles? Like just do that together. And the conversation flows and it feels really good. So just be authentic. I think that's like one of the major cornerstones of community anyway, is just be authentic, be yourself and all else will follow. That's so true. That's been such a common theme throughout a lot of these interviews. It's having authenticity. That's the only way you can really build a true community. I think everything else kind of feels forced. Very good point. And I I really hope that people kind of take your advice and just start. I think that's the key, like pick something that you like and just go for it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And it's okay if you decide to do it one week and not the next, because chances are someone else in your social group will want to do it themselves, or your friends are going to be totally cool about it because it's COVID-19. There's much more understanding out there. So I definitely think like, what's the worst you do? Invite me. I'll attend your hangout. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Might have to hold you to that. Tracy, so my last question for you is, what's something that you're grateful for during these crazy times? You know, it is really hard to say this, but it's honestly the truth is that I think people are rediscovering themselves and how we can better and more deeply connect with each other. So I'm really grateful that this is kind of giving us all a reset. There are obviously a lot of really dark things that are happening and you can't ignore that. But at the end of the day, I think that we're going to come out of this better than we ever had been. And I just hope that we can continue to maintain it. So I feel like I should take a pledge. I will keep doing what I'm doing and try to maintain this positivity long 
you know, pass the resolution of the situation. That's such a great outlook and just so realistic, but optimistic at the same time. Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Marcia. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Next up, we have Anika Peng, a fourth year student at the Schulich School of Business. We chat about the challenges her graduating class is facing and maintaining community as a student. Hi, Anika. Welcome to the Create Community podcast. This is our special quarantine edition episode, and I'm super excited to chat with you. So before we get into it, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are and what city you're in and what you're sort of finding yourself doing these days. For sure. So I'm a full-time business student in Toronto. I'm studying accounting and marketing. And right now, as of Two weeks ago, there's been a complete shift in how the education system's running. Everyone's doing remote learning. A lot of professors and faculty are trying to figure out what's going on there. So a lot of confusion up in the air for students. And then for me, I'm also in a lot of different student organizations. So a lot of those meetings and a lot of the events that we had been planning to do for the next couple of months have been shifted to remote either experiences or we're just completely canceling them. So a lot has changed over the last two weeks. I can only imagine. I mean, when I was in school at Schulich, I had a strike that happened my first year and it was kind of similar in that it was like several months where things were just like completely interrupted and we had no idea when we were going back or what it would look like. And I know how difficult that was as a student being in my first year, but I can only imagine um, being so close to graduation <laughs> and having to deal with with this crazy situation that life has thrown at us. But I think you're handling it so beautifully and so gracefully. So you're the president of the Undergraduate Business Society at Schulich. What has that sort of looked like over these last couple of weeks? How are you sort of taking a leadership position to help communicate to other students to really help your community? For sure. Right now, I think a lot of students are just stressed about the confusion of it all. Like I said, I think so much is up in the air and students are just trying to finish up their year. Some of them are trying to graduate. So a lot of my work has to do with liaison between faculty and admin, what they're looking to do and what the news is today is very different from what it was yesterday. So making sure that all of our students are up to date is majority of what I've been doing recently. And then also all the events at the end of the year that we were supposed to be celebrating our achievements and celebrating just the events that we've done all over the past couple of years, we had to cancel those. So we're looking for different ways to celebrate these without having to do them in person. So whether that looks like Zoom calls or potentially doing an e-formal, something like that, mm -hmm. we're looking into different options that are a little bit unique, but could still yeah. bring the same values to our students. I think it's so important. I was really sad to see a lot of universities across the country just completely like cancel graduations, not even try to postpone to a future date. So it's really amazing to see that there's student-run initiatives trying to kind of bring those experiences virtually. Because, I mean, of course, like you're still going to graduate, you're still going to get your diploma, but you want to celebrate that and you want to have your community around for that to actually really celebrate this amazing milestone. So I'm really excited to see what you guys end up doing and how that's going to look like virtually. And I hope some kind of in-person experience could be postponed for a later date as well. In terms of your personal community, how are you sort of maintaining that sense of it now? A lot of it has to do with constant Skype calls. So I'm doing a lot of Skype, Zoom, Facebook calls with my friends. We're playing a lot of Jackbox games to stay <laughs> socially involved and we're we're still 
cracking jokes and, and talking about stuff. So it's good to just keep that communication line going just because they're my main support system, having my friends, especially my counsel around as well. So that's been awesome. And then for any time that I'm feeling stressed or anything of that matter, I just try to do exercise and we're Skyping those as well and like doing workouts with my friends. So a lot of different types of initiatives there as well. That's awesome. And I've been seeing that you've been keeping super busy. You've really taken this time to further your own education and work on things that you maybe haven't had time for in the past. I saw that you're doing your SmartServe certification. Tell us a little bit more about those. What kind of fun initiatives have you been getting involved in? So after I realized that I had a lot more time on my hands, I tried to compile a list with my friends about things that we could be learning and things that we wanted to do for the past couple of years that we were always like, we're going to push it off. So SmartServe was one of them. I really want to get that done as well as some Google analytic workshops. I want to try those and see how far I can get as well as just random courses on marketing and social media that I might not have gotten to take in my undergrad, things that could still help my future in the direction that I want it to go in. So just looking for new skills to develop throughout this experience so that I can come out and be like, a better person and a more reputable student after graduation. I'm so inspired by you. I've kind of seeing like two different approaches. Some people are really using this time to just kind of fall back and do like the bare minimum and get by. And then there's people like you who just really grab this opportunity for what it is and really make use of this time. So it's so inspiring and it's so amazing to see you do that. So congratulations. And I think that's something that really sets you apart from other students, from other young professionals and it's such a good way to further yourself during such an, a weird and uncertain time. So just to wrap things up and end off on here, I want to get your thoughts on what's something that you're grateful for now? I'm really grateful for my support system and all the friends that I have. I think everyone that's been talking to me and just helping me get through this because mentally I feel like this has been difficult as well. It's not just staying at home for fun anymore. It's about the yeah. fact that you're doing this for your own safety and health. So a lot has changed there. Also really grateful for how technology has advanced to a point where a lot of the stuff we can do is now completely remote and we're still able to get a lot of it done, even though it's a little bit different. I'm super grateful for that as well and super grateful to know you and to work with you. Anika, thank you so much for joining me. Up next, we have Benny Yu, an English teacher living in Seville, Spain. We chat about maintaining community as an expat. Hi, Benny. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Create Community podcast. So you have a super interesting story. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are right now in the world. For sure. So I grew up in Canada, specifically in the GTA. If you have listeners outside of Ontario, the GTA is the greater Toronto area, specifically in Vaughan, Thornhill. I currently live in Spain in the outskirts in a smaller city, not too far away from Seville, easily accessible. And I'm an English teacher here. I've been living in Spain for some amount of time now. I guess I'd consider myself to be somewhat of an expat, but I still am very much connected and have a lot of my roots back home in Canada. And what did your sense of community look like before COVID-19 and before these times of social distancing? What kind of communities were you part of in Spain? In one word, thriving. I was part of many communities and I was developing one myself. I was part of a weekly Ultimate Frisbee group where we had a lot of familiar faces every single week. I was part of um, a Latin dancing group. I took lessons twice a week. I was part of a trivia group that has subsequently moved to video. I also tried to run some sort of Dungeons and Dragons type meetup 
which wasn't the most successful in person, we actually tried doing it online as well. And a Sediana dancing community as well, which was preparation for the annual fair over here in Seville. Community is one of the most important things to me, actually. And I make frequent moves. I have lived, I don't want to say all over Spain, but I started in Madrid. Then I moved to the north to two different cities. And now I'm all the way in the south in Seville. And with each subsequent move comes the complete evaporation and destruction of my existing relationships and networks. And so nothing becomes more important to me than finding solid friendships, people that I can rely on in case of emergencies. And um, I'd say it's also actually also a big part of my identity. I don't base my view of myself entirely on how I am as a person. I think uh, the company to keep is really important. And so as a result of that, community is super important. So I know that you live on your own in Seville. So how are you staying connected during these times of social distancing? How are you maintaining your sense of community? Is there anything new that you sort of started doing? Technology. Um, I've been able to move some of the previous communities I've been part of online. Some of them not, unfortunately. So the frisbee and the dancing had to go. You can't really do anything about that. I created a spreadsheet where I keep track of any small win or productive thing that I'm able to accomplish on a daily basis, just so I can look back after this quarantine is finished and realize that it didn't all go to waste. I've started doing something called the Pomodoro Technique with a good friend of mine every single evening at a fixed time. I usually study Spanish. He usually either practices the guitar, meditates, or codes. And trivia, as I told you before, has been able to be moved online. Works super well, by the way. And just the other day, I ran a successful Dungeons & Dragons session (laughs) for the nerds out there on the internet, and it also worked really well. That's awesome. How can somebody join in on that if they wanted to? Normally, you have to find like an existing group. It's played with usually like a small circle of people, anywhere between like three to seven people. Ideally, you'd want to start playing this game not online, but in person, because there is a massive element to actually being able to express yourself with body language and everything. It's like an improvisation type role-playing game before you move on the internet. But I'm sure there's a lot of online existing groups if you just search through Reddit or Google some, I'm sure some stuff will come up. Yeah. And in terms of teaching, have you been able to bring some of your classes online or connect with students virtually? Definitely. So I'm actually an online English teacher. So before the whole quarantine thing started, I had some existing students, one of them in Germany and two of them in a completely different city from the one that I'm currently living in. Business as usual with those students. I didn't really have to adjust or do anything differently. With my existing students that I taught in person over here, some adjustment was necessary, of course. Played a lot around with technology, using my webcam and being able to share my screen at the same time, kind of like how Twitch streamers look like. I was able to record some stuff successfully. Obviously, I can send links to worksheets and other PDFs, but I'm trying to experiment a little bit more with using my webcam integrated with what is visible on my screen. I'm sure those students are still learning a lot, maybe even more through this. And to just end off, what are you grateful for now? I'm super grateful for the basic things all the way at at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Anything that provides me food, shelter, water, a roof over my head. And in times of quarantine, now even more so. The essentials really do matter. And I'm also thankful for the internet and my existing relationships through the combination of technology. So mostly video chats, WhatsApp, social media, and all that other stuff. I've been able to leverage my existing relationships and to try to keep myself relatively sane. In a time where everyone is deprived of social and physical human contact, it's really nice to be able to call people 
from different time zones all over the world and catch up over superficial nonsense or even have like a, a profound reunion after not speaking for a while, which a lot of people have been doing. So that's really nice. That's something that I can definitely relate to as well. Just being able to connect with friends that I haven't chatted with in a while now is really the perfect time. And to be able to do so with people from all over the world is really something that we can't take for granted. Definitely. Awesome. Benny, thank you so much for joining me and looking forward to staying in touch. Nice talking to you. Take care. Last but not least, we have Sean Hewitt, the co-founder and CEO of Wavy. We chat about how she pivoted her startup to create community for her users. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really excited to chat with you. So to start off, can you please introduce yourself and the company that you're working on? So happy to be here too. So I'm Sean. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Wavy. We're a Toronto-based company that has a texting service that gives you smart recommendations on things to do in your own city based on your interests, your mood, and your location. And what's really special about what we do is we curate it all from local experts, people like chefs, sommeliers, bloggers, photographers, so that we can give a really trustworthy and authentic recommendation. That's super cool. I love what you guys are working on. You guys have such an amazing team as well. How has the pandemic impacted you, your team, and the company? You guys are curating these experiences for people to find things to do. Obviously, that has definitely <laughs> shifted. How, how have things changed for you over the last few weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of changed everything. The core of our company is giving people recommendations on experiences to get out and explore their city, to feel the joy of travel in their own city. So we had to change just about everything with our company over the past few weeks, which has been a really interesting time. We spent many hours on Zoom calls kind of tackling this problem. And today we're giving people recommendations that they can do from the comfort of their own home, ideas for supporting local businesses, mainly in Toronto, in the GTA, and really ways to continue to have shared experiences with your friends, family, loved ones, and colleagues. So we're all uh, all about helping people stay positive and keep their minds engaged through this time. I was so impressed to see you guys pivot so quickly and to really launch this incredible new initiative so quickly, but to do it so well. Tell me a little bit more about the community of people that are using Wavy and then how that community has kind of changed over the last few weeks. So we've been building our community for close to two years now through our app and then texting service. And we often host events that people can attend in real life. And we get requests all the time to host more and more events. So this has been a bit of an opportunity to bring our community together. We're hosting our first virtual event, so a trivia night. 90s and 2000s nostalgia this Friday night. And the reaction from that has been amazing. Like, people are so excited tagging their colleagues and friends to join Trivia on Friday. And it's just giving us a lot of ideas of how we can bring people together, share a few laughs and have some fun amidst what's going on around the world. So I think we have an interesting role to play here in bringing people together to still have those happy moments and experience joy. So we're going to be looking into how we can host things like virtual wine tastings, virtual games nights, even things that are exercise related, and want to continue to step that up for groups of friends or even teams throughout this time. That's so cool. I love the creativity and I love the community aspect of it. It really is a true community that you've built. On the personal side of things, how are you maintaining your sense of community during these crazy times? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I would say I'm close to 100% extroverted. So it's been a bit of an adjustment, but 
I definitely feel grateful to have my family with me while we're social distancing. So I've been keeping busy with them, but a lot of FaceTime, house party, Zoom calls to stay connected with friends. You know, we try and stay true to what we're recommending at Wayview. So I've been doing a lot of the activities that we recommend, like playing cards against humanity with my friends online um, or challenging friends in a game of chess over iMessage. So really just trying to stay social throughout this, even if it is just online. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So to end off on, what's something that you're grateful for right now? Can I give a couple examples? Please, yeah. So I would say I've been loving the Nike Run app. I'm very competitive, so I'm not usually a runner. It's been something to entertain myself during the pandemic. So I've been running every other day and following my friends who are doing the same through the app. So that has filled up a lot of time and kept me entertained. I'm also grateful for how much the startup community in Toronto and really across Canada has rallied to come together and help each other. Things like the Upside Foundation and the work they've been doing on the home front to support medical employees and even just all the Facebook groups and Slack groups that we get to be a part of in the Toronto tech community have been amazing. So it's been great to have that like positive encouragement and support to keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm part of a lot of those groups myself. It's so amazing to see the support that's just taking part there. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks uh, for really great chatting with you. You can find details about how to connect with all the guests from this episode at createcommunitypod.com slash quarantine. I really hope that you enjoyed this special episode. All the guests showed that physical distancing does not have to mean social isolation. Stay safe, wash your hands, don't hoard toilet paper, and keep creating your community. Thanks for tuning in to Create Community, a podcast where I chat with incredible community builders to define what community truly means. You can check out the series on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you normally listen. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. I'd really love to hear your feedback. You can also follow us on Instagram at createcommunitypod or check out our website at createcommunitypod.com for updates. Once again, I'm Marsha Drucker, your host, signing off. A huge thank you to Origins Media House for producing this series. You can find them at originsmediahouse.com where house is spelled H-A-U-S or on LinkedIn and Instagram at Origins Media House and Twitter at Origins Media.